Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. I'm Julie. Let's see. Woo! I'm the ninth grade girls leader. In fact, I have a picture of them up there, I believe. Go ahead and put up that picture of my amazing group. We're a little small tonight, but let's see. Oh, it's up there. I see how this works. i got to figure out how those slides work. Okay, so those are my girls. I'm also married to Mike. So I have a picture up here because it's Valentine's Day, and I get to speak to you on Valentine's Day. I thought you might get a kick out of this picture. This is from when we were dating, so over 20 years ago. Yeah, pretty crazy. And on this night, I still remember the gift that Mike gave me. On this night, he actually learned to play our song. So can we just play a little clip of the song that lear- Mike uh, learned to play for me that night? The smile on your face lets <laughs> me know that you need me. There's a truth in your eyes saying I still smile every time I hear it. And then, uh, so every time I hear that song, it just makes me smile. The next picture up here is going to be of the rest of our family. And we have, so we have three kids, Jocelyn, who's here with us, and then Annie, who is our youngest. She's actually away at camp this week. And then our son, Morris, who's stationed in Japan. And as you can tell from this picture, sorry, our family really likes to go on adventures. We like to hike mountains and bike ride and do all sorts of crazy stuff together. So I have a song, a playlist. If I were to have a playlist for our family, this song would be on it. Go ahead and play this one. So as you can see, songs can connect to the way we feel, right? We have a playlist. So I have a playlist for a lot of different feelings that I might have. If I'm happy, I'd probably play one of those songs you just heard, depending on the exact mood, right? But if I'm sad, I'm going to have a different playlist for that. Anytime you have a country song about grandpas, that will make me cry. So I have a little one of, the, one of those queued up, too. You can tell I'm a country music fan as well. And then um, if you have like a chill day, just a day you want to relax, I have a playlist for that. And it reminds me actually of this past Saturday. Our girls love to bake, and they baked banana bread for us. So this song is just kind of a chill Saturday kind of song. Baby, you hardly even notice when I try to show you. Song is meant to keep you doing what you're supposed to. Waking up too early. I have one more song I have to share with you, and this one goes with the next slide. So sometimes you get a little fired up. This is another member of our family. This is Gretchen, and yes, she actually chewed that couch. That's, yep, she ate it. She ate the couch, and that got me really fired up. So here's my fired up uh, playlist. little Aerosmith from the 90s. So those are just a bunch of different playlist music that I like to listen to. And all those playlists represent different feelings that we might have. Now, it's easy to change the playlist on Spotify, right? If I in a, am in a different move, I, mood, sorry, I can just click and change the playlist. But it's a lot harder to change 
the negative playlist that can be playing on repeat in our minds. So this week, we're going to wrap up our series on your new playlist and talk about what we can do when the volume on our feelings gets turned up so loud that there's almost nothing else we can hear. So one day, everything can feel normal and calm, right? It's like this is actually the top of a mountain we climbed. And you get up there, and it's just beautiful, and you're calm, and things are good. But then the next day, you can feel overwhelmed by the number of things you're feeling. Just everything seems to come at you at once. Just so you know, this is completely normal, even though it might not feel like it. You're feeling all the things at once. Sorry, that's loud. But guess what? Your feelings are not forever. It might be hard to believe that in that moment, but it's true. Our feelings are not forever. I once heard someone say that their favorite verse in the Bible was, and it came to pass. So this morning I actually looked that verse up in the New King James Version, and it says that in 446 different verses, and it came to pass, because everything comes to pass. It doesn't stay. Can you guys turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6? And I don't know, can we have someone out there who might want to read it for us? Zach's ready? What? Anybody? I mean, I can read them all up here, but... <laughs> Thanks, Zach. No volunteers? Should I just call on someone? Right over here. Go ahead and read it for me. 1 Peter 1, 6. Excellent. Thank you for reading that. Let me pull it up over here. So the very beginning of that verse, I should have had it open too so I could look at it. I do have it marked. The very beginning said, in this we greatly rejoice. And the in this that it's talking about, you have to kind of look at the context. It's talking about heaven. In the promise of heaven, we greatly rejoice. Even though now, for this little while, we are distressed by various trials. We are going to face those trials. We're going to have those feelings and those emotions and those things that we struggle through, but they only last a little while. The very real struggles we face, those things that we go through, they don't last forever. So back in high school, I dealt with a lot of stress. I felt like I needed to be perfect all the time. I was struggling with balancing school, church, sports, friendships, all the same stuff you guys are facing. Every assignment I had and every test that I took caused me extreme stress. And at times, that stress would overwhelm me. So one day, it was junior year, I was feeling very overwhelmed and stressed. And that playlist in my head of you have to get it all done, you can't do it, it's too much, it was getting way too loud. I had so much to get done. And every day I drove my neighbor, Shandia, to school. Go ahead to the next slide. Because on this one, you're going to see a picture of my truck. Nancy shared a picture of her car last week, so I'm like, I'm going to share my truck. So that's my truck. Or it's not the exact truck, but it looks just like it. And that's uh, one of the country roads that I would drive on every day to school. So this one day, I'm getting ready to drive my friend to school, and I get to her house, I punch in the gate code, and I pull in, and I'm waiting for her. And she's running late and I'm waiting, and I'm anxious. I already had two tardies 
And a third one would mean a detention. And that just, I couldn't do that. I couldn't get a detention. So my stress was building. And I, that playlist just on repeat in my head. Finally, she comes out and we pull out of her driveway. And as we drive away from her house, she says in a total panic, we forgot to close the gate. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We're running late. She says, fine, I'll just get in trouble. So my response, of course, is really gracious and kind. I thought about the struggle she was going. No, I didn't. I was like, fine, we'll turn around. And all the frustration I had, everything I was feeling, poured out into my driving. Now, if any of you are drivers out there, that's a bad thing. Those of you who are getting ready to drive, just never drive on your emotions. But I let all my feelings, it just into my driving, right? So I'm frustrated. And this road that I'm on, it was also on this day muddy. It had just rained. So I take this U-turn going way too fast. I'm mad. And I hit my front tire, hits the mud, and my entire truck turns and just starts sliding sideways. And you see that pole right there? I knocked it down. Oh, yeah. I thought being tardy was bad, right? So I knocked that pole down. My friend and I are sitting in the car. We were okay. The truck was actually still drivable. The hood was all bent up, and you couldn't open the passenger door. There was a giant dent in it, right? So we actually ended up driving the truck to school that day. No cell phones. You know, we just had to get to where we're going. Anyway, I, I get to school. I go in, and Miss Nelson was our, our office lady, and I... I'm, we're definitely late for school. And she's like, oh, do you have a note? And I'm like, no, but my truck. And she looked out, and I actually got an excused tardy that day. So no detention. Yay. And I'd love to say that that accident woke me up and turned off that playlist for me, but it didn't. I continued to struggle, right? I had this, um, I just would allow my emotions just to take over. In fact, uh, a few weeks later in math class, I was feeling overwhelmed again. Just everything would overwhelm me. Life in general just overwhelmed me. And my teacher called on me, totally normal math class, right? And I gave the wrong answer. So again, you think, no big deal, but it was to me. And I just couldn't handle it. I started getting dizzy. I couldn't breathe. I had to get up and leave the class, and I had to lay down out in the hallway outside of class. I just couldn't deal with it. Those, that playlist was so loud, and I couldn't deal with it. So at that point, I had some good friends that came alongside me. They were concerned. My parents were concerned. They met with us, and we talked about what do we need to do. And I actually um, went to talk to a counselor. And talking to somebody about your feelings is amazing. And that counselor was just unbelievably helpful. And one of the things that counselor did was sent me to the doctor to have some tests run on my blood. And I found out that I actually struggled with uh, hypoglycemia. I had some blood sugar issues, so I was not processing sugar very well. Mostly because I like to eat spoonfuls of it, so I don't recommend that. Yeah, I had to learn. I now can no longer have donuts. I mean, I ruined myself. So anyway, um, so that, that helped a lot to figure out, okay, I have some blood sugar issues. I have to deal with that. But even though I figured that out, once I, okay, I knew I had to manage this, I still struggled. I had to figure out, okay, I need to balance my blood sugar, but I also need to balance 
my stress and how to turn down that playlist, how not to let it just get so loud in my head. And in the moment, it felt like that was just going to last forever, but it didn't. I graduated from high school. I passed all my classes. I never got straight A's, not once, but I made it. I graduated, and I moved on to the next stage of life. And actually, through all of that, I grew closer to God. He molded and shaped me through the experiences, and those feelings did not last forever. So do you ever find yourself wondering things like, will I always feel this way? Why can't I stop thinking about this? Will this ever get better? Am I the only one who feels like this all the time? And that's how emotions can trick us. We assume it's just us. But in reality, we're not alone. All I had to do was look across in that truck to my friend to know that she had her own struggles and the, her own feelings that she was dealing with. One was a fear of her dad. <laughs> Didn't want to have him see that gate not get closed. But she had her own things, right? We all have those feelings. So look around you. Everyone in this room has feelings that they're working through. And the thing is about the thing about feelings is we all have them and we all struggle to believe that they'll change. Whatever we're feeling in that moment, it just feels like we're stuck. But that's not the truth, right? So thousands, even thousands of years ago, the writers of scripture were talking about the fact that feelings and emotions are all a part of life. They're a part of being human. So now we're going to look at Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'll read this one for you guys. So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. This is King Solomon. He was known as the wisest man who ever lived. And he said, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Go ahead to the next one. So there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. There's a time for it, right? And then he goes on to list all these different emotions that we feel, all these different things we go through. There's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. And you can think through your life and know, I, there have been those times, there's been periods in my life where I needed just to cry and times where I had, I just needed to laugh, right? There's a time to scatter stones and to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So Solomon's words here are powerful because they remind us of two important truths. One just like we've been saying, having feelings is a normal part of being human. We all need to weep sometimes. We all need to laugh sometimes. And number two, there is a time for all of it, which means it won't always be this way. There's a time for you to feel angry, but then there comes a time for peace, right? There's a time for us to worry and then there's a time for calm. There's a time for sadness, followed by a time for joy. So 
that feeling you feel in a real overwhelming way right now, that's okay. But just know that, as Solomon said, it won't always be this way. There's a time for all of it. So when that mental playlist gets loud, we can actually turn the volume down by remembering we won't feel like this forever. So as I said earlier, our family loves to adventure. And this next picture is a picture of us climbing down that same mountain we saw earlier, the one with the blue sky. It was beautiful. Climbing up was so exciting. We made it to the top, and it was this feeling of accomplishment and excitement. But the problem is we then had to go all the way back down. So this is a 14,000-foot peak in Colorado. We actually climbed four of them that day. So we are done climbing down the very last mountain, and we are exhausted. And in this moment... This, this is shale. I don't know if any of you have ever had to climb down shale, but it's like loose rock. Every step hurts. It was just total pain, right? And you're exhausted, and you just want to be down. And we can actually see the end. Like, we look down, and we're like, it's going to end someday. We're going to get down there. But in the moment, it was so hard. We were exhausted. It's like, how are we going to get down there? I can't take another step. And that's sometimes just how we feel in life. Like, we can't take that ne next step. Those emotions, they're so loud, and it's so hard to get through it, but it's not going to be forever. We will get down that mountain, and we did. We're not still on that mountain, right? We made it down, and those feelings and experiences in life that come to pass, we grow through those. God molds and shapes us to be more like Jesus through those struggles. Feelings are not forever. Now, you might be thinking, that's great and all, but what I feel right now is a big deal. So, great, it's not going to last forever, but what do I do in this moment? So I'm going to share what I did in the middle of my anxiety, because it lasted for years for me. With every single, single paper that was assigned, every test I had to study for, every interaction with my friends, all of those things that caused me stress, what did I do? How did I deal with it? I went to the Word of God. I, I love to study God's Word. And I think this started in high school when I began studying the book of Philippians. So if you will turn with me to Philippians, I'm going to just be looking at chapter 4. And this book talks a lot about your mindset. It talks about joy, humility, anxiety, peace, and contentment. And the first thing that I learned as I'm reading through Philippians is that we can listen to what God says in his word. So as we're trying to turn up a new playlist, listen to what God says to you in his word. So Philippians chapter 4. And I have a whole chunk of verses we're going to look at, but I'm going to do them a little bit backwards. So we're doing verses 4 through 13, but I'm going to just look at 8 and 9 for quick uh, to start with, right? So finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is it, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned, the things you have received, the things you have heard and seen in me, and that's Paul talking there. Practice these things. And then this is one of my favorite parts. The God of peace will be with you. So when we set our mind on his truth, on the things we have learned from him and through him, on the excellent things of his word, his peace 
is given to us. The God of peace is with us. And then what it leads to as it continues on is contentment. It says later on, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. I know how to, Paul says, I can get along with humble means. I know how to get along if I have stuff and if I don't. And he says the secret to this, and this is a verse you will all know, but it's interesting to listen to it in context. The secret is that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. Now, Paul's specifically saying, I can handle these hard things that I'm feeling and dealing with because Christ gives me strength. So in high school and throughout my life, these verses have given me strength and hope. When I start to feel anxiety, I recite these verses, and I talk to God about it. If you struggle with your feelings, with overwhelming feelings, and you need that playlist to change, I give you a challenge. I would encourage you to try and read the book of Philippians. It's four chapters. But read it for an entire month. And you can go as slow as you need, little chunks at a time, or reread it over and over. But I encourage you to actually read it. And if you go to the next slide, you'll see this passage that I just read to you. And you'll see, when I read through it, I highlight and color different things as I'm reading. So as you read through Philippians, highlight things. Look for the emotions. Find the things that stand out for you. And study it. And then hide it in your heart and pray it back to God. When I see that verse that says, the God of peace will be with me, I say, okay, God, help me to think on what's true. And I pray that you, the God of peace, will just be with me in this moment. So the second thing, actually, that flows right into it is that we talk to God about our feelings. So the first thing, listen to what God says to you in his word, and then talk to God about your feelings. Philippians 4, 4 through 13, or sorry, yeah, same chunk, but starting up earlier in verses 4 through 6-ish, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then it tells us that the Lord is near, so we can rejoice, he's with us, he's near. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. He says, with everything, with every feeling, with every emotion, everything you're struggling with, give that to God. And once again, that peace of God, this is the theme you'll see in Philippians, that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So give it to him. And I use these verses and I pray them back and I just ask God to guard my heart, guard my mind, give me his peace and talk to him about it. Back in college, we had this professor named C-Dub. He was amazing, just loved the Lord with all his heart. And he would tell us, turn your thoughts into a conversation with God. So the things that you're thinking about, the things that are stressing you out, turn those things into a conversation with God. He knows your thoughts anyway. Why not acknowledge it and be real and talk to him? Talk to him about your struggles. Talk to him about how you feel and ask him to help you with those feelings. And then in addition, so we can listen to God, we talk to God, but then we also need to be able to talk to one another. Talk to somebody else about how you feel somebody you can trust. In chapter 2 of Philippians, Paul tells us about two different men that he went to that were an encouragement to him, Timothy and Epaphroditus. These men worked alongside him and encouraged him. So even Paul 
needed somebody to come alongside him and help him through his struggles, just like we do. And we need to come alongside one another. Like I said earlier, you're not alone. Your peers, your friends around you are also struggling. So we need to be coming alongside one another as we journey through it. So as we look at all of that, we need, there are ways that we can actually turn the volume up on a new playlist. We turn that volume up by reading the word of God. We turn that volume up by praying, praying about your feelings, praying through the word of God. Take those verses and actually turn them into prayers. And by bringing friends and leaders alongside us to study with us and to talk to us about how we're feeling. And then another challenge, so I, I challenged you earlier, take some time to read through the book of Philippians, but I'd also encourage you to memorize. Memorize scripture, pick some verses. I was so impacted by the book of Philippians that I actually ended up memorizing the entire book. And you don't have to go and memorize an entire book, but I will say it's doable. And it is life-changing. But pick some verses from it. And then put those verses in your car. Put them in your, you know, your bathroom mirror. Put them on the back of your phone or as your background on your computer. And meditate on those verses. I have one more verse I'm going to share with you. This is a great one to memorize, too. Just one that helps kind of remind you of who, who God is and how we can handle it. I know, oh, sorry, it's Psalm 16, 8. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. So as we close, I want to say this. It's important to remember that having feelings is a good thing. It's how God made us. But when those feelings get stuck on repeat at the loudest volumes, it's important to know that you can turn that soundtrack down. Remember, feelings are not forever. So as you head out after our music today, think about these two questions. What's one overwhelming feeling that you've been feeling lately? And how can you turn on a new playlist? Okay, so I'm going to pray and then they'll come up to play for us. Lord, I pray for these students. I pray, Lord, that they would greatly rejoice in you, knowing that the trials they're struggling with and the feelings they're feeling are not forever. I pray that you would give them strength for each day and that your, that your peace would guard their hearts, Lord, and their mind. We love you, Jesus. Amen.